0: This is Gustavo de Grace, a former uh, general attorney of Colombia, talking about the drug problem to the Drug Truth Network.
1: Broadcasting on the Drug Truth Network, this is Cultural Baggage.
2: It's not only inhumane, it is really fundamentally un-American.
1: My name is Dean Becker. I don't condone or encourage the use of any drugs, legal or illegal. I report the unvarnished truth about the pharmaceutical, banking, prison, and judicial nightmare that feeds on eternal drug war. Hello, my friends. Welcome to this edition of Cultural Baggage. My name is Dean Becker, and as you can tell by that little intro piece, I'm very excited about today's program. And let's just jump right into our interview. All right, we are speaking with uh, Senor Gustavo de Grief. He's the former Attorney General of the Nation of Colombia. He's their former ambassador to Mexico, a former judge, and now a uh, member of the Board of Directors of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Welcome, Senor de Grief uh,
0: Thank you very much. Very glad to be with you.
1: You know, the, uh, the problems of the drug war are not just in the United States, not just in Colombia. It is a worldwide problem, is it not, sir?
0: That's right. Uh, unfortunately, it's a worldwide uh, problem, and I say unfortunately because if it was unilateral, we could take a, um, a country like Colombia or Mexico or Peru or Bolivia that suffered the, the, the problem could uh, take an, a unilateral action and, uh, and legalize. But since it is a problem, a worldwide problem, uh, a legalization movement would have to be uh, multilateral.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, you came out some. 12 or the 13 years ago, I guess it was, uh, against the harms of Prohibition itself. Uh, tell us what you have observed over the years. Are we making some difference?
0: Well, no. No. The, unfortunately, the situation is exactly as I foresaw it in 1993. In 1993, being Attorney General, uh, we destroyed several cartels, uh, especially the Medellin cartel, and nothing happened in the, with the problem of the, of, the, of the drugs. The prices of the drugs did not uh, for, uh, increase with the killing of Escobar. Did, neither decrease with the uh, neither increase with the destruction of the other cartels, and uh, the situation today is the same. There is not uh, a, a decrease in, uh, in production, there is not a, a decrease in consumption, and there hasn't been an increase in prices as, uh, as was supposed to be with, uh, with the prohibition. So in, 19, in 1993 I decided to propose legalization toward really to propose to study another strategy different than prohibition that could be legalization. And today, I am convinced that that's the only way to go.
1: Yes, sir. Um, The uh, cartels, the FARC, the AUC, these are rebel and paramilitary groups in Colombia, they need the drug war to continue in order to thrive. And and yet, uh, uh, Colombia's Congress... Is now giving light sentences and offering to embrace these former killers and village destroyers if they say they're walking away from smuggling. Your thoughts on that, sir?
0: Yes, that's that's right. Well, you know, when I when I was uh, attorney general with the benefit of the government, we propose a system of uh, called the surrendering to justice to offer uh, narco to stop narcotrafficking, to surrender to the justice, to uh, give information about the several ways in which they uh, smuggle uh, the the drugs, and offering them instead of that, or in in return of that, offering them a diminution in, in in the sentences, in the terms of jail. Unfortunately, the American government pressured the government, the Colombian government, and uh, uh, they say that they don't want uh, uh, any benefits for uh, narco traffickers. Uh, notwithstanding that they uh, or, uh, uh, notwithstanding that they would uh, surrender to the justice and uh, and destroy the opportunity of having. Uh, at least in Colombia, resolve part of the problem. Uh, with the, with the, being that the situation, the narcotraffickers get into alliances with the, uh, paramilitary groups, uh, with the, uh, guerrillas groups, and the, the situation uh, in that respect is worse today than it was uh, in 1993 because of the interference of the American government.
1: Yes, sir. Um, now, as I understand it, over the years, the, the decades, really, of the drug war, the U.S. keeps talking about they're going to curtail the growth of the coca plant in Colombia and, and other parts of uh, Central and South America. And yet, uh, recent statistics show that the amount of uh, coca in Colombia has increased over the, the last few years, despite our expenditure of billions of dollars. Your thoughts on that, sir? Uh,
0: well, that's true. Uh, 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 the guerrillas and the paramilitaries are financing their operations with the uh, with the uh, money pro, uh, that uh, comes from the narcotrafficking. trafficking, and uh, and uh, uh, the Plan Colombia, which was designed by the former president. The, and is uh, backed by back the actual president of Colombia and backed by the, the U.S. government, uh, intended to eradicate uh, the, the coca plantations in Colombia. They, they have been uh, spraying, aerial spraying the, the plantations for two years, and instead of diminishing the... the, the areas uh, planted, uh, the areas planted has remained almost the same because uh, you know that uh, aerial eradication is good only for four months. If, we, if uh, after the first four months they do not spray again the, the plantations, they grow again and, uh, and the plants uh, start giving uh, the product uh, again. So... Uh, eradication is uh, a failure. Uh, it is interesting. There is an interesting uh, uh, paper concerning this uh, this matter. Uh, Call addicted to failure. It is the declaration rendered to the uh, to a sub- subcommittee of the chamber of representatives of the U.S. Uh, uh, of the United States by the director. Of the Latino, Washington Latin American uh, or La- Washington Office of Latin America can be found uh, through internet in the, uh, in the address of the Washington office of Latin America and it uh, shows uh, the failure of the eradication. so uh, as I was uh, as I said before, uh, eradication is a failure the interdiction uh, has increased, but the production has increased, so the, the availability of uh, drugs in the markets of the consumer, consuming countries has remained almost the same. It has, there has not been any reduction in, consum- in consumption, and there has not an increase in prices. So the problem continues to be the same, and the prohibition. So why, I ask, why government does not come to a a rational uh, solution to the problem? What could be a rational solution to the problem? In my opinion, legalization. Understood not as an invitation to consume, consume, but as a regulation of the production, uh, trade uh, commerce, and consumption, uh, along with uh, educational uh, campaigns for the consumers to uh, inform them of the problems of uh, the abuse of, of the, in the use of those drugs, and with uh, providing treatment to the, to the, to the, to the, to the addicts. Uh, that is, uh, why don't we try the problem as a health problem as it is? and not as a problem of a war uh, against uh, some drugs.
1: We are speaking with uh, Senor Gustavo de Grief, He's the former Attorney General of Colombia, their former ambassador to Mexico, a former judge and a uh, current member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Uh, Senor de Grief, I uh, read recently that the level of violence is diminishing somewhat in Colombia, while at the same time it is increasing in Mexico. Is this not uh, just another balloon effect, so to
0: speak? Uh, I, yes, I agree with you. And 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 the the, the, the amount of violence in Colombia has diminished, but not uh, not in the in the area of, of of the drug trade. It has diminished in the daily life in the, of the communities, but in the in the drug trade, the violence and the uh, smuggling and the activity continues to continues to be the same in Mexico. Unfortunately, yes, the violence of the of the drug bands uh, has increased, uh, and, and and this is interesting to to point out. It is interesting to point out that prohibition has bring as an intended uh, consequence. The violence of the of the drug bands with the legalization, there will not be bans uh, of uh, of uh, narco traffickers, uh, there are not bans of uh, uh, manufacturers of uh, alcoholic beverages or tobacco beverage or tobacco products.
1: Oh, uh, Senor de grief now insofar as the uh, the laws in, in Colombia, perhaps in, in Mexico, for personal use. There was a recent bill put forward by the Mexican Congress to decriminalize, and yet Fox sent it back for revision. Uh, what is the current situation in Colombia or Mexico? Are drugs somewhat... Uh, uh,
0: well, in Colombia, what is called the, the personal dose is, per- uh, is decriminalized. In Mexico, as, uh, uh, it is decriminalized, the, the personal dose is decriminalized, but the, the, the former law did not fix any amounts, did not define what was personal uh, dose. Uh, the new law defined that, but unfortunately, because pressures of the U.S. government, uh, the president of Mexico uh, has not vetoed the law, but has sent it back to the to, to the Congress uh, in order to make adjustments. Uh, the, the, Nobody has, knows what kind of adjustments are suggested. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, decriminalization is not the way, in my opinion. It, it is it is a, a a good step out of uh, of prohibition, but decriminalization has the defect that leaves the, the narco alive. Now,
1: in, in Colombia. Just as in the U.S., I, I think many forces that, that benefit from prohibition often use the quote silver or the lead offer to bribe politicians, judges, and others, and uh, you know in order to make their profits. And this money, billions upon billions of dollars uh, that we hand over to these narco traffickers, to the bankers, to the, all the, the money launderers, etc., is a is hard to resist. Uh, your thoughts, are... What will it take to open the dialogue for the politicians to speak the truth in this regard?
0: Well, you are right. The, pro- the problem with the with the, the one of the of the worst consequences of the of prohibition is the enrichment of narco and cor- and the corruption uh, because of because being a, 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 an activity prohibited by the law. They have to buy judges, they have to buy operators of airports, uh, 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 custom agents, and so on, uh, and, and the, the, the trade is making them very rich, as you say, with billions of dollars. Uh, that's one of the obstacles for a, a change of the of, of a, of a strategy against drugs. Uh, the narcotraffickers and the corrupts uh, will fi- be finished under, uh, under regulation or legalization. Uh, many people that uh, work in the agencies that sustain prohibition would lose their jobs, and that's another obstacle. Uh, the banks that, um, that use the money uh, that, uh, or that helps to channel the money Of narco traffickers are not, uh, of course, are not interested in legalization, and there there are some honest people, of course, that think that legalization uh, could bring an explosion in consumption. I don't believe that. I don't think so. But uh, we have to convince those people. But those not the the those honest people that legalization is a is a way to do it. And as I was saying, a country by itself cannot take the measure of legalizing or, regula- or, or making regulation uh, concerning the, the drug trade. Uh, it has to be a, multi- a multilateral decision. But countries like Colombia, Brazil, uh, Mexico, uh, Bolivia, Peru, can united and start pressuring for, a, for, a, for a, an honest debate on the problem. Unfortunately, the U.S. government is so powerful and is so, less in, uh, so least interested in a change of, uh, of, of uh, strategy that has not permitted a, 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 a positive dialogue uh, for a change in a strategy. Well,
1: sir, I want to... Thank you for having stood so boldly so many years ago for what I consider to be evident truth. I want to uh, ask you, sir, I, as I understand it, in, in Colombia and in Mexico in uh, years past, certainly in decades past, the uh, there was not that much use of uh, coca or heroin going on. And uh, it's only with the advent of the cartels and, and their uh, ascension to power that over the years, the people of Mexico and Colombia have started to become consumers. Your thoughts on that, sir? Yes,
0: you are right. That's, uh, that, that's true, and uh, and I think prohibition incites in to consume. Uh, when I was uh, attorney general, I was visited by one of the uh, chief of police of uh, of one of the uh, Netherlands uh, towns or cities. And I asked him uh, what, what has been the effect of uh, decriminalizing marijuana uh, within the young, the young population of Holland, and he said that the, legalize, the decriminalization has been a decrease in the number of young people uh, uh, smoking marijuana, and I asked him... Uh, uh, who, why, why is that so? And he said, uh, the only answer I can give you is that with uh, having finished prohibition, younger people did not find in, in breaking the prohibition the way of protesting against uh, uh, the, uh, homes with problems and against society and so on. And I, I, I think that prohibition has had the effect in our countries uh, of increasing uh, consumption. Uh, as you rightly said, uh, Mexico and Colombia had uh, no problem of consumption before, and they have now that problem also.
1: Once again, I'd like to uh, reiterate, we're speaking with Senor Gustavo de Grief, the former Attorney General of Colombia. Uh, a former judge and their ambassador to Mexico uh, Señor de Grief in closing what do you see on the horizon what is it uh, what might the average citizen do what might the politicians do uh, is, the, is there a window of opportunity available
0: well I think I think we we should continue preaching uh, the the need the urgency of a change of a strategy and uh, uh, try to convince uh, politicians, uh, which is uh, very difficult, uh, because they want to show themselves as moral protectors of society, as if uh, legalization was not uh, a, a better way of preventing uh, consumption, and. Uh, uh, terminating with the narcotraffickers and, and terminating with the cor- corruption. Uh, we have to continue preaching, as I said, uh, the necessity of a change of a strategy, uh, showing the benefits, the possible benefits of uh, legalization, and uh, if you ask me uh, what are the p- possibilities of a, of a success in that way, I would say that I am Uh, moderately pessimistic.
1: (laughs) Our regular reporter, Mr. Terry Nelson, spent 32 years as a high-level official working for the U.S. border and customs agencies.
3: This week, my commentary is on events transpiring in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and again, Nuevo Laredo, Tamaulipas, Mexico. These two are glaring examples of what the illegal drug market is capable of doing and becoming. Five days of violence in Brazil's financial capital has killed more than 150 people, including 39 law enforcement officers. Nuevo Laredo, Tamaulipas, Mexico, is geographically closer to home. This week, similar anger and violence resulted in two state police officers being gunned down in broad daylight on a main street in Nuevo Laredo. Gunmen killed five people in separate attacks on Monday, bringing to 103 the number of slayings this year. It's only a matter of time before the drug gang violence in Mexico crosses the border in a big way. If they are able to intimidate police in Nuevo Laredo to the point where no one will move against them, the natural progression will be to become more aggressive in protecting their loads of narcotics further and further into the United States. The border will become a war zone for all practical purposes, even more so than it is today. Border security and illegal immigration issues have taken hold of the media spotlight. Consider this. Perhaps Mexico could better could offer better opportunities for its people that they did not have to focus so much energy and money on supporting the United States war on drugs. Perhaps the illegal alien problem would not be so huge if the Mexican people had job opportunities at home. It is estimated that more than 80% of the violence associated with illegal drugs occurs in the distribution network. So legalizing drugs could reduce crime by 80%. Recently, I discovered research data from the Department of Justice website. It reveals that violent crimes against individuals has dropped consistently for the past 10 years from approximately 50 victims per thousand population to 20. This is just about the opposite for drug crimes or consensual crimes, which have risen every year. The failed war on drugs problem is one of our own making. By changing the mission, we can make a significant difference. Establish a governing system to manage, monitor, and tax the distribution thus immediately removing the huge profits and depriving the cartels and drug gangs of the ready source of funds. LEAP does not encourage or approve of drug use. However, we know that prohibition did not work with alcohol and is not working with drugs, and that the only sensible strategy is to legalize drugs, have the state produce, tax, and sell them, thus removing the profit from the terrorists, drug gangs, and cartels. The resulting budget savings can be used to help people instead of hurting them. The only proper role for government is to protect citizens from violence, from threats of or incitement to violence. Now, this is Terry Nelson on behalf of LEAP, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition at www.leap.cc. Signing off.
2: The DEA's
1: a joker, the FDA's the joke. The joke is on the USA, so why not take a poke? It's time to play Name That drug by its Side Effects. Runny nose, a sudden decrease in blood pressure, dizziness, fainting, severe injury, diminished semen production, ejaculatory problems, prolonged harmful erections, leading to the inability to have an erection. Time's up. The answer from Boinger Ingelheim Laboratories. Flow Max. It's all urine.
4: In yet another vain attempt to get Karl Rove surveillance scandals and his own impending impeachment out of the headlines, President Bush this week announced several new initiatives aimed at calming political storms over border controls between the U.S. and Mexico. While primarily aimed at immigration, the administration hopes that building a fence and sending more personnel to the U.S.-Mexico border will disrupt drug smuggling. In reality, these moves will fall short. The fence sounds good, but let's get real. First, there's the cost. The initial estimate just to build 700 miles of fence is at least $2.2 billion. But even if it's so high they can't get over it, and so wide they can't get around it, traffickers can and will go under it. We first discovered a cross-border drug tunnel around 1990. Since then, these tunnels have grown in number and sophistication, being used to move tons of cocaine, marijuana, heroin, and methamphetamine, along with human beings, weapons, and cash, into and out of the U.S. As to more personnel, first look at the numbers. The U.S.-Mexico border is 2,000 miles long. 6,000 guardsmen would hardly be noticed. Then there's the problem of corruption. Even some U.S. military personnel assigned to anti-drug work have gotten involved in drug smuggling. Most of our National Guard would remain honest, yet some would inevitably succumb to temptation or possibly be forced into crime because of threats to themselves or family members. The bottom line, don't believe the hype. The drug war can only be won after we repeal prohibition. For the Drug Truth Network, this is Doug McVeigh, editor of drugwarfacts.org.
1: Each week we produce the following segment on behalf of the cowardly drug warriors who refuse to come on the program.
5: Today I had an epiphany. Maybe you're right. Perhaps the majority of Americans do not support the drug war. Did you know that only 39% of eligible Americans voted in 2002? What if all 61% of those who didn't vote oppose the drug war, that would explain it, that would make you right, and that would change absolutely nothing. Riddle me this, how many times do 61% of the population have to not speak before they're heard? The answer is who cares? If you don't participate, then you don't get represented. Sound un-American? Our founding fathers would differ. They would tell you that if you cannot defend your liberty, then you don't deserve it. That you deserve to see your friends and loved ones hauled off and locked away. That you deserve to be searched, to be jailed, to have your life torn apart. That's what they would tell you if you were right. Which you're not. But either way, you'll eat your drug war and you'll like it. This has been Winston Francis with the official government truth.
1: Poppygate. Bizarre news about the U.S. policy on controlling heroin. Featuring Glenn Greenway.
5: In Afghanistan,
2: another record opium poppy harvest is widely anticipated due to fair weather, hard work, and international hypocrisy. The United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime says that, quote, we expect an increase in most provinces this year, end quote. U.S.-occupied Afghanistan now produces 90% of the world's opium, By tolerating this enormous narco-economy, the Bush administration has gained an effective monopoly of the world's heroin trade. Incredibly, the U.S. has become dependent on selling heroin while arresting hundreds of thousands of its own citizens each year for buying it. In contrast to Colombia, where the U.S. sponsors difficult, dangerous, and expensive aerial eradication of green coca plants camouflaged in green jungle, hundreds of square miles of brightly colored Afghan opium poppies, contrasting vividly against the arid countryside, provide the perfect target for aerial eradication, yet no such eradication has occurred nor is anticipated. Afghanistan's neighbor Iran, which has been flooded by U.S.-Afghan heroin, this week accused the West of shirking its anti-drug responsibilities and warned that it is unacceptable that Iranian police and citizens must be sacrificed as a result. Iran is currently the world's leader in both opium seizure rates and per capita narcotics consumption. This is Glenn Greenway reporting for the Drug Truth Network.
1: Please visit our website, drugtruth.net. And as always, I remind you, because of drug prohibition, you don't know what's in that bag. Please be careful. To the Drug Truth Network listeners around the world, on behalf of Engineer Philip Guthie, this is Dean Becker for Cultural Baggage and the Unvarnished Truth, the show produced at the Pacifica Studios of KPFT, Houston. Jap
2: dancing on the edge of Canada. <laughs>